treason, sedition, rebellion. This is the heritage of the American patriot. Those revolutionaries who stood on principle to fight against tyranny no matter the cost. And that spirit lives strong today in the activists and freedom fighters who fight against the authoritarian state. Each in their own way, each with their own mission, united for the cause. had the idea to run on a platform of fuck the police prior to actually winning the primary. I mean, AOC is a drama queen and she's full of shit. They said, you don't get to tell us no, we're the state health department, and I said, hell no. You brought a freaking guillotine. People already pushing back in ways that didn't even need any votes to be cast. I'm not ratting on anybody, and I did what I did, so you're going to have to give me what the law says you have to give me. You want to make the world a better place? Have some babies, and raise them to not be stupid. Hope I don't get canceled. Talk to you. These are the people whose stories I'm here to share. I'm Justin O'Donnell, and this is Submersive. Man, governments are not going to like this shit. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, activists, anarchists, shit posters, and people of the internet, thanks for tuning in to another episode for Subversive 67. As always, I'm your host, Justin O'Donnell. And before we get started, remember, no matter where you listen, where you watch, whether YouTube, Live, Odyssey, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, or on the air via LRN.FM, you can help grow the show by liking, commenting, subscribing, and sharing with your friends. And if you enjoy the content, you can join our production team and join the insurgency by visiting patreon.com slash O'Donnell. Again, that's patreon.com slash O-D-O-N-N-E-L-L. And make sure to check out snackswag.com, our sponsor for all your favorite Liberty merch. You can get your official Subversive Podcast branded merchandise over there today. Brand new designs for t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, and more. Again, that's snackswag.com. Dot com. Check out the awesome new collection of merchandise where you can literally wear your message, your values, your principles, and our branding on your sleeves. If you want to keep in touch between the shows, follow me on social media, join our community Discord channel where you can chat with other fans of the show at any time. All those links can be found on the description of the video or podcast you're listening to, so make sure you give them a visit today. Now, holy heck, has it been a week. It's been a week since the last episode. There's been sure as shit a ton of developments all around. Whether it's in world news and World War III breaking out or U.S. news with the president getting scared by the Easter Bunny yesterday. uh, Or Libertarian Party drama. That's always really interesting and entertaining and never really does anything productive. Or now in the wake of Twitter drama that transcends party politics altogether just between the fight of sanity versus insanity grasping for control of the American culture war. But no matter what drama we focus on and how we want to discuss it, it's a clown's world and we're just living in it. So joining me tonight to make light of the existence we've been dealt, stand-up Canadian, libertarian activist, Adam Nutter. How are you, Adam? Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Sarah, for having me back on. Oh, it's a blast as always. And I mean, you've relatively stayed out of the fray lately. I know there's been a shit ton of stupid drama going on. Uh, on uh, Twitter and in social media space around the libertarians sphere, especially around the Mises caucus and you and your cohorts in Pennsylvania and <laughs> longtime party activists like Adam Kakesh, everyone, it seems like everything's just falling apart in front of us right now. It's pretty wild. It's also a shitty time to be named Adam in the libertarian scene. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> right. It, 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 but it, it, it's wild to see like this close to maybe, I don't know, getting something done. Finally having candidates and campaigns like with drive and passion behind them, not even in a real election year. It's a midterm year going into convention where the party just decides to turn around and eat its own from inside. Like 
long time, long-standing activists, people who stood shoulder to shoulder helping start the Mises Caucus years ago to getting kicked out, welcome back. It, it, what the hell is going on? And how did we get there? I don't Dude, know. I don't know, but like you know, I hate to the whole everyone's a fed line is like lame, but like what are you <laughs> someone's a fed? <laughs> so Someone <many. laughs> has to be a fed. Like like dude for every for all especially the coquette i mean i don't know maybe not crazy for him because he's like been slowly losing it like he's been in the middle of the desert just doing shrooms like that's not probably good for your mental health i don't know <laughs> like i don't know how maybe good that that, is. maybe maybe he's gone to something the rest of us aren't because like i've done my fair bit of shrooms before i've done Same. shrooms in the desert and like coming out of that was like hey well i see the world in a different way now it's but. Oh, dude, yeah, for sure. Oh, it definitely opens your shit up. But, like, I also didn't break my sanity and then turn all my friends. So, like, I don't know. You know, like, maybe we're weird. the ones that are wrong. Maybe. Probably not. But maybe. Sure. Like, I, I, I've gone out of my way to stay out of the fight with Adam and stay out of the fights he's picked. And, like, at, at some point, somebody had commented on Twitter, has anybody not gotten into shit with Adam yet? Like, me? Like, I, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Like, can you tell him I'm cool? I'm like, uh-uh. I'm fucked. I'm staying away from this one. Like, it's not worth me starting a fight with a friend to fix everyone else's ego well, here. That, that, well, here's the thing. It's like, first of all, would it have mattered? Like, no. Because, like, a lot of people, like, in good faith legitimately reached out to him and, like, in, via DM. And he would just take a screenshot of that DM and, like, put it on Twitter and be like, ah, look yeah. at this scumbag. And I'm like, I could read what they wrote. <laughs> like, yeah. they're not tricking me. They were like, hey, man, we're worried for you. Are you okay? And they're like, fucking piece of shit scumbag friend i'm like i don't know he seemed pretty concerned <laughs> like, yeah like it, it, it's a real shame like and at one point somebody had uh put up a poll on twitter that like who's worse adam kakash or it was like i think it was stacy of all people yeah. i'm like how insulting is this to like yeah, compare yeah. the two of them like stacy was just drama for drama's sake we've had like if anyone's the fed she was definitely the fed uh but like Adam has done more for the liberty movement and for liberty in the United States, like as a whole in the past decade of his activism, than almost everyone he's gone after combined. So it's yeah. in a weird position. He is. Oh, but then also, <laughs> like it's funny though. Like as soon as you, as soon as he turned on like the, the Mises guys and everybody like that, yeah. like, you start to hear people being like, you know, well, he got arrested a lot. I never really saw any charges. Like that's pretty suspicious, huh? Like everybody starts to like, like that he's starts to come up. Though. It's not just that he didn't see charges. Like he was always very meticulous about what he did. He knew he could piss off a cop enough to arrest him, but he knew it wasn't actually illegal. Right. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm just. I'm just saying. I just find yeah. it funny how like you know everybody's like so quick to like <laughs> jump on the bandwagon. Yeah. 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 Just jump on the bandwagon. It's like, well, either like you're in on it, like either you're in on the fight from the get go, or now you're just being like a fucking cunt. Like if you're just gonna pick yeah. shots, like don't do that. Like that's that's fucking lame. Yeah. I, I mean, real crazy, real weird though. I mean. Um, I don't know if you caught on my own Twitter drama that I had this week. Like, I managed to stay above the fray with the Adam and Dave stuff. I mean, like, right at the beginning, I had a tweet that Dave goes, like, what the f are you talking about? I'm like, I'm out. Never mind. I'm, like, I'm out of this. Sorry, Dave. Sorry, Adam. Uh, but then, like, uh, just the funny story here is I have a group chat of friends who just, like, they send memes and pictures of things that they find are really broken and disheartening in the world. They're like, this is us losing the culture war. Like, fuck this. And uh, somebody sent me a meme, and I'm like, well, fuck, that's child abuse. And I went and retweeted the, I just tweeted the meme. I didn't realize, I didn't care where they stole it from. I found out afterwards they had taken it from Sal the Agorist. 
um, who I think Sal is probably just ecstatic that I got all the credit for this one in the end. But uh, I tweeted it and it blew the hell up. I don't know if you saw it or if anybody. Yeah, no, I, I, I did see it, but now my, I think I liked it too, but now my brain is fried. What the fuck was the meme? I can't remember it now. I 100% saw it. Was well. the meme? It was just like a, it was oh, a yeah, screenshot this is yeah, of a Reddit yeah, yeah, yeah. post. Yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a screenshot of a Reddit post. Um, where it like the question is anyone else having trouble convincing your teen kids to continue transitioning? My 14 year old daughter, assigned male at birth, has started refusing her estradiol, so I've been crushing the pills and putting it in her cereal in the morning. I'm just not sure why she doesn't want to take her pills anymore. Right. Okay. So I actually quote tweeted this and said, "Same." <laughs> I had yeah. no shit. It was just hilarious <laughs> because but, I I just posted it and with the comment, "This is fucking child abuse, and I'll die on this hill." You know, I I but like I agree, but I think that's a this particular post seems trolly to me as a comment. Oh, it's a hundred percent fake. Like, Found that out afterwards. I didn't care when it got sent to me. I'm like, huh, that is like the definition of child abuse surrounding. No, it is. But like, here's the thing: if you go to those like subreddits. Yeah. A lot of you see a lot of real posts that like mirror shit like this, where it's like not like as severe, obviously, but it's like it's it's like you're like, hey man, I don't think that's legal. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So like this could be like a real fucking. Obviously, this is fucking satire. You could tell. I, I mean, for sure. But I well, knew. The, oh my god, it's crazy. Four million yeah, impressions. Four, four million people, all sorts of mad at me. Like 141,000 people expanded and responded to it. 22,000 people visited my profile. <laughs> of those 22,000, a solid like 200 left death threats in my inbox uh, saying that this was abusing transgender people and I was calling for violence against transgender people. That's how they interpreted this tweet. And it just blew my mind. And it was wild because like, if this story isn't true, who's it attacking? Okay, like if this story isn't true, if this is a fake story, then who is it attacking? Right. I'm saying the people who do this shit are guilty of child abuse. Right. If nobody's doing it, then why are you mad about me saying that? Because it's it has to do with anything about just even speaking about the community. That that's what it is. It's like you just can't. I mean, Dave Chappelle said all this better than we can. So, but like, right? It's like, but he's right. He's like, it's it doesn't matter if you just mention anything. It's it's an automatic attack. It's a gang assault. There's zero nuance. But the wild part to me was like after I posted this, I got fact checked by Reuters, <laughs> and like Reuters fact checked this. Dude, Reuters you're just a libertarian a whole, podcaster. It's so funny. They did a whole article <laughs> so fact funny. checked post about parent forcefully medicating transgender child that's fabricated. Yeah, we know. Okay, um, <laughs> I but have like just arguing uh, and the whole thing's about my tweet. And then they say Ian Miles Chong retweeted it. Like, oh, uh, okay. Well, he sucks, but yeah. Well, Ian's not that bad. I talked no, to him. No, you, you know what it is? It's it's he has some dumb fucking bad takes too. And like, so do we? Yeah, so do we. It's just it's just it's just that thing of like I see his face, and I'm like, ah, it's a fucking ugly punchable face. And when he has a bad take, I'm like, I fucking hate you because he has a, he's a I want to punch him. <laughs> right. And like everybody's guilty of having bad takes. Us as well. Like sure. there's nothing there. Um, but like it blows my mind because. Ian's account, he has like a couple million followers. Yeah, He's yeah. a huge Twitter account. He was huge in the alt-right and like the walk away mm -hmm. dance movement. Uh, he only got like a fraction of the visibility I did on Yeah, that's crazy. Which blew my mind because like I, I, I like Ian. I talk to him all the time, but I'd never seen him take something from me and not blow up. Um, but like it, it just found hilarious that writers decided to dedicate an entire fact-checking article, including sourcing and doing research to try and prove that this post was fake. 
when it's I never different. contested it, the moment somebody's like, that post is fake, I'm like, yeah, probably, but the point I'm making isn't. Right. It, it, again, zero nuance. And again, also, you made a great point. Well, what are you, what as a community, then what are you fucking upset with? Okay, this is right. If this is fake, then shouldn't you be like, well, that's actually not a real thing. So, you know, we, we don't condone that or whatever the fuck. But instead, you're just like, nah, let's kill him. <laughs> right. It's, it's yeah. wild to me. And it's created some kind of weird shit storm that I don't know how to deal with. And like today at work, I have a Google alert for my own name. It's one of the most fun things I've ever done. Anybody out there, especially if you have a common name, you should Google alert yourself so that anytime you, your name mm. shows up in the news, you're aware. Um, had I done this years ago, I might have known that I might get detained at Denver International Airport while there was a Justin Francis O'Donnell wanted for triple homicide in Denver. Um, but I walked into that one blind. Uh, but reality is like, I've, I've gotten some great stuff. Like I I've learned that I'm not only the, not the only Justin O'Donnell in New Hampshire. I'm not only, I'm not even the only Justin O'Donnell involved in politics who identifies as a libertarian in Southern New Hampshire. <laughs> like there's another there, one who's there's the less office famous Justin O'Donnell in New Hampshire. That's pretty funny. Who runs her office as a libertarian in a different town than me. It's um, weird how you guys never have crossed paths before. Right, because he's like weird and an accountant and an autistic guy. Like, you know, Well, that's and... hey, man, that's <laughs> most of uh, what are you talking about. That's like you just yeah. described 40,000 of us. <laughs> yeah. um, but I've also, like, I struck up a small Twitter friendship over it with Justin O'Donnell, who plays for the Sarnia Sting uh, in the Ontario Hockey League. Uh, he got drafted by the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's going to go far. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, no, you set up a Twitter uh, or a Google alert for your own name. It's great. Dude, there's a, so Adam Nutter's a pretty rare name, but there's one, because it's English. First of all, Nutter's, I'm very Italian, but Nutter's English, right? So, yeah. <laughs> um, which is annoying, but like, so I, there's no other Adam Nutter's in America who are like, in, like zero, like no one who does comedy, no one does entertainment. Like, I'm the only one in America, except in England. There's this musician, he's a guitarist who definitely has a, slightly bigger following than me but i have all the adam nutter like just handles i'm like that has to destroy him <laughs> like I have, I have the youtube twitter instagram all of those just say at adam nutter and he he has like a maybe like a thousand or two more followers maybe more than that, i don't know but like it's funny to me <laughs> he has to be furious. I, I i own the justin o'donnell dot everything domain uh even though like the dot crypto dot eth dot bitcoin ones um, the only one I don't own is .com, and the Justin O'Donnell that owns JustinO'Donnell.com is some like wannabe filmmaker uh, mm. who used to host like his video resume on it. And I remember back in 2016, I offered him five Bitcoin for the freaking domain, <laughs> and he said no. What? You're both assholes. <laughs> yeah. uh, but he said no back then. But no, my Google alert went off this morning. He said I was in the news. I'm like, oh, cool. Maybe Justin scored a goal in a game last night, or nah. maybe the other Justin. Did <laughs> the leader of like the alt right in Australia is named Justin O'Donnell. I, those articles are fun as heck to read, but um, no, I get hit this morning with an article from the Independent in the UK. Reddit post shared by conservatives of proof of parents forcing re gender reassignment is unmasked as fake. We are news. not conservatives. It's right. the li little. See, this is what I'm saying. This is why they look at themselves as these big journalists. It says libertarian almost everywhere in your profile, everywhere you could look for you. Here's the great part. More than 10,000 people retweeted a screenshot of the post shared by libertarian oh journalist God, and so former bad. U.S. Senate candidate Justin O'Donnell last week on top of thousands more. Dude, by the way, I would have killed for this publicity because I would have just been like, I would have made it so much fun for me. <laughs> well, like, I shared it and, like, I, I just screenshotted this. I put it up on Twitter and, uh, like, my quick comment question for everybody was like, since when the hell have I been a journalist? Yeah, for sure. 
You're not. Like, if my, <laughs> yeah. if yeah, my yeah. shit posting on Twitter is what qualifies yeah. as journalism today, then no wonder the world is falling apart. Dude, fuck, man. Because it's like, it's great. But the journalist who wrote this for a major publication, like the major, Independent, yeah. the Independent is not a small paper in England. Like, somebody wrote this for a major news outlet. Um, it did a lot of research. It didn't ever bother to reach out to me. But no, that he didn't do research. That's the thing. It's like <laughs> they, they did the research they wanted to do for it. They're like, we're just gonna find out how we could make this guy look like an asshole, but never once like look at your really look at who you are, or what you do, or you, what you talk about ever. Right, but like, I'm a journalist now, and so I'm now I'm running with. I, I should change all my profiles to just say I am a journalist. You should. I'm wondering if I can get a press pass and just walk into a press briefing at the White House sometime now. How because you... the Independent has said I'm a journalist. How are you any less of a journalist than this guy or chick who wrote this fucking article? I've I've never tried to lie about what the quality of my work. Yeah, dude. Like, it's, but it's it's also great. Like, it's like fuck, man. I kind like yeah. That would suck to get like. I mean, not really. I mean, again, I'm not afraid of physically afraid of anybody in that community. So like to get that effect, you're like <laughs> whatever. But like, but like as a comic who I'm an independent, I, I'm my own boss, right? Like I can't get fired. Yeah. I would love that because I would just be like, I would just be like, the independence is retarded. <laughs> like, yeah. you, I can't get fired. Like, it doesn't matter. I would, all I would do is get more of a following. Like, it's, it's it. And the people who hate me are already going to hate me. Who gives a shit? Well, so I think, like, the more of a following thing, that's like the point I want to get to is this. Like, I posted this, like, at like two in the morning one night. I was tired. It was the meme was texted to me and I didn't think two things of it. And I wake up in the morning and it's gone nuts. But, like, for all the death threats, for all the people I got mad, for all the people that were angry, like, I've come to a realization that there is a really perverse incentive right now with social media the way it exists and our, like, how we structure our communication on social media to be as reactionary and outlandish as possible yeah. with whatever you do, no matter what side you're on. Because we have people on the left whose sole goal is to cancel anyone that they disagree with on anything minor and it, it's any minor transgression you must be canceled but in order to cancel you they have to blow you up so that everyone knows you're bad like you could be a nobody but they have to make you famous overnight in order for them to cancel you and take right. away your everyday life but in the meantime every politically in like aware individual to the right of bernie sanders who cherishes free speech has some cult-like obsession that says they have to support whoever the left is canceling even if sometimes it's people that deserve to be canceled mm. and like i started noticing like for every death threat i got i got two or three donations via venmo or cash app exactly. or bitcoin through my tip wallet on twitter for like Every retweet calling for my being canceled or trying to contact my employer, I got somebody messaging me on Patreon uh, signing up for a lower tier. Like that that's that's my point. And like this is why, like, I mean, listen, my advice is if you have like a good job, maybe don't be this guy, <laughs> right? Because it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. But like for me, or like you, or like because you I think you're pretty safe, but like someone like me, especially who like I again, I am my own. I just if you those people aren't my fans, right? Like that fan no. that they're, so they're, I'm there. It's not like I'm losing money, right? Like it's not like right. my fan basically be like, that's it, man. You crossed the line. They're already following me for a reason. So if I went out of my zone 
and it shit on something and I got a large retaliation from that crew, well, my crew doesn't care. And that crew already wasn't like me. So nothing's going to happen, but more people are going to see that attack and who, people who more think like you and I are going to go, oh, this guy's pretty cool. What's he about? And then come to the podcast, come to my shows, whatever the fuck the case may be. So thanks. Yeah, I would love it. <laughs> I can't get fired. I don't have a job besides comedy. Like that, I want to make that very clear, people. Like I'm a comic. That's it. So like, come at me. <laughs> when was the last time a comedian was successfully canceled? Like, uh, well, so I was okay. I, I mean, they canceled Shane, Louis C.K. They, they canceled Louis C.K. for asking consent. L- uh, yeah, Louis is a good example too. Shane, Shane Gillis, the SNL. I, I granted, like he's doing great. Like he's doing honestly he's better than he would have done. Great. I know, but but that initial he did lose an initially a giant. Like he didn't know this was going to go the way he did. <laughs> like right, like he could like that, that could have been devastating for him. Like turned out it wasn't, but it could have been. And like they were trying to take away his fucking livelihood. Change just a comic. Like like he doesn't do anything else. You know what I'm saying? So that he would have been fucked. Is getting kicked off of Saturday Night Live such a bad thing for your career? I mean, Norm Macdonald getting kicked off of no, Saturday I, Night yeah. Live is how he became a thing. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, I guess not. But again, but that's a different, that was a different time. Like in this climate, that could have been like it for him. Like clubs might've been like, ah, you're too risky, but it turns out, you know, good friends around him and, pe- and a real true club and bookers are like, give a fuck, <laughs> like come through. Like you're fucking hilarious. Like who no, I remember Norm Macdonald had written a thing about how uh, he got fired from SNL for not being funny. And they told him he wasn't funny enough to be on SNL. So they had to let him go. And uh, he had a joke about if I had any other job in the world, I'd have one hell of a lawsuit right now. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but then like 10 years later, they invited him to host SNL as a guest host. And he's like, if I wasn't funny enough to be on the show, how can I be funny enough to host the show? Mm-hmm. The reality is the show just sucks. Sucks. <laughs> and, and, and like they they have good bits of course like i'm not gonna sit here and be like i never left and no SN- dude i could pick out great snl bits but like it just when you become woke propaganda corporate comedy you're not funny anymore and here's the thing is like they didn't have to do that they didn't no. have to become woke corporate propaganda like when they went, started going against trump and everything mm-hmm. because they, they had precedent for just going after whoever the president was right. they had eight years of going after bush they had eight years of going after obama they could have had four years going after trump and nobody would have batted an eye they didn't have to go full bore into it yeah it's again you you lose everyone in the middle who's like i just wanted to watch like a sketch show like everything's about <laughs> Trump. <laughs> like I'm good. I just want to laugh. Dude. And here's like, the thing: is like the shit they went after Obama for was far more devastating politically that they went after Obama for, but also funnier. Like, yeah. The, well, like when, yeah. when they went after Obama, they would do a full skit about Obama being a corrupt tyrant who didn't care about Congress and was trying to govern by executive yeah. order, and laugh it off when somebody told them it was unconstitutional. And like, but they would do it hilariously. Well, and they don't well, have to Trump. It's just well, the pro- all they had was his accent. That right? They they resorted to like legitimate hack jokes. And I'm like, right. you guys are a bunch of professional comics slash writers who should be above the obvious hack joke that anyone's gonna make about Trump. Like, like, okay, like, like, if I look at something as a comic, like, whatever. I'll say a fat dude, right? The obvious joke is like you're fat. That's the anyone could do that. Anyone could do that. But it's our job to be like, well, what's a different route instead of you're fat? 
let's start comparing to animals. Let's start fucking thinking about things breaking under them. Let's start thinking about, oh, you can't be lifted. You start to go around the fray of like, you know, well, what's a different angle? They just went like, orange man bad. You know, and this, right. And this is what the news says. And we it's have to say this man. is bad. for. It's just like the hackiest shit. I'm like, oh, you guys just don't. And also, if you look at like the writers, it's like all young woke comics who are like 22. And they're like, uh, you know, Trump is a racist. And so we should write racist jokes about Trump. It's like, who wow, you guys get, are great. <laughs> who had to make sure they could get assured by management that in their contract, if they walked off the episode with Elon Musk, they wouldn't be fired. Right. You know, Elon Musk, that fucking KKK member. <laughs> the guy the autistic fucking... nerd who likes rockets. <laughs> who got fucking hair implants. At... <laughs> he's a fucking balding nerd is what he was. Like, yeah. And he's some alt-right fucking like lunatic to the... in their mind, dude. It's wild. That's what I'm saying. Like, they, they really looked at Trump like Hitler and Elon Musk was like his fucking proud boy. Like, it, that's how it looked. It's, it's so far from reality. All these fucking white fucking liberal kids who are now again writers in comics who all live in brooklyn and they live in brooklyn because they can afford it because their parents are rich they've never interacted with a black person ever but they but they say you can't make a black joke because that's punching down and then when you say hold on describe what punching down is to me real quick that, i don't care about punching down punching up like right but that but that white liberal kid Right. They'll be like, well, because you're making fun of somebody, you know, that's not I go, not what equal to us <laughs> in your own words, because that's what you just said, because like they're these white liberal kids are so fucking again far. They think they have to stand up for like anybody who's not white because they can't do it for themselves, right. which is the most racist shit I've ever heard in my fucking life. The, they, yeah. the, the white kid from the burbs has to stand up for the fucking Hispanic kid or the black guy because they can't defend themselves. That's, or, that's the most racist shit ever. Or change the Hispanic kid's language to tell him he's not using his own pronouns correctly. The, the Latinx thing? It's Latinx. Ask, ask any Hispanic guy or chick what they think about that. They'd be like, that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> you, can't, you can't even pronounce it in Spanish. Yeah, right. There's no word for it. Or, Is it that necus? Right. Like, Dude, they like, all think it's bullshit. All of them. They're all like, this is retarded. nonsense. This is this is not how our language works. It's male-female language oriented, just like Italian, just like most European languages. <laughs> like, like English. Yeah. Like, English is the weird one where it's not 100% gender oriented. Yeah. English is also wild. Like, English is dumb. Like, like I don't know. Like the fact that it's our first language is how we can learn English. English and then we struggle with like Spanish. <laughs> like, the average American is wild to me. I I, I do too. Like, I never learned. Like learning side by side. Like I learned another language as a child. Like I, I, English is. I I can't even say my first language. It's my half language. Um, but I think that gave me a knack for learning languages. I, what I, would you learn as a kid besides English? Gaelic, and then a little oh. bit of Italian, and like to the point where like. I have a knack for languages. I think it's kind of weird where if you put me in a class, I can't learn shit. Like I'm sitting like, what boring. the hell are they talking about? But like you drop me in Puerto Rico for a week and I'm fluent by the end. Well, it's of like week. immersive. It's, it's, a, yeah. I mean, it's like a completely different thing. Yeah, dude. I, yeah, that's like, it's like anything, dude. If I, if I, if I sat people in a room and was like, oh, I'm going to teach comedy, no one's going to do good, but if I'm like, let's go do open mics. Like, yeah. right. It's the same thing. It's like just throwing yourself into it. It's just being fucking immersive. Speaking of, oh, Mike, you're coming to New Hampshire in two weeks? Yeah. So, coming to the show. Excited. 
I'm excited for that. It's going to be a blast. I've not actually been out to a show at the show. I know Robbie's played there. Dave's played there. Yeah. Like, I, I've not actually gone out there for jack crap. It's only an hour away from me. <laughs> but I know you've been trying to get up here for a while. Yeah. And I'm super excited for that. Who's coming with you? You're just doing it by yourself? No, no, no. So I'm bringing, uh, well, obviously I'm wearing the hat. My Cult of Us yep. is my my comedy podcast. I do with uh, the great Neil Wood. He's uh, who I own Drop Tent with. I'm wearing the hoodie. I'm merching my own self out today. <laughs> it was, it was my, it's our media podcast, Stand Up Company and stuff like that. So uh, he's going to feature for me. And then um, I'm bringing out uh, my buddy Blaze Gagekas, who's my opener on the road normally. He's going to host. And then I'm also bringing out uh my buddy jesse pedraza who's actually our producer on cult of us he's also a comic and uh my buddy andrew thomas who's just a good friend of ours he's also a comic i'm bringing him up so it's gonna be a fucking good time it's only gonna be 15 bucks out in rawls for new hampshire everybody yeah. should go i don't have a link it's a link somewhere but like oh yeah it's, you're it's, in it's, the area yeah. if you're gonna be one of the people that goes you know what the shell is Look up yeah the it's shell. gonna be a good fucking time <laughs> i promise you uh drop drop tent.com slash events for tickets if you guys want to get tickets to that show uh they're up there but, but go get them for sure. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I'm excited. I'm really excited to go uh, headline up there. It's gonna be a good time. I, I haven't actually ever seen your stand up. I've just been assuming you're funnier than Dave. Full <laughs> I like, <laughs> dude. No, it's fucking wild. Like, so many people tell me like I don't think Dave's funny. I'm like I don't. I don't know why you're telling me that. <laughs> I'm like, I think that he's funny. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, you think I'm going to be like, yeah, like you're doing me like a favor. <laughs> like, I, I think it might be the style of comedy. And like, you're, you're I, maybe it's a vacuum thing. I, I've never seen Dave in the wild. I've never like listened to Legion of Skanks. I'm not a big like listen to comedy podcast kind of a guy. No offense. That's fair. Um, and like, uh, like, I've never actually seen Dave perform at what wasn't a libertarian event. Hmm. And I feel like he ha- he must have a whole different batch of material. His uh, specials up on YouTube. Yeah, you're requiring me to sit through a lot. <laughs> but like, right. like no, no offense, but like I'm excited to come see you in person. That's an event. That's an experience. yeah. No, that's cool. Watching and it's also on like, YouTube is like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. And like we know each other, so it's like it's yeah. cool to actually hang out like in person. Well, like I know Dave, and, and I've known right. Dave for a long time. Like I've gone to see a couple of Dave shows, but they've always been at Libertarian events. Yeah. And I feel like when he steps into like Porkfest or an LP convention he's hosting, like the material he pulls out of the bag is like, boom, this is stuff I can't say to the normals. And it's yeah. like, I'm going to throw at the echo chamber. I don't need to worry. This is a cult of mine. They'll laugh at whatever I throw out. That's and okay. I'm yeah. sitting in the back. I'm like, I don't actually find this funny. I'm like, what, where's your actual comedy? Like, I don't need every joke to be political. See, I don't need this yeah. to be a lecture about libertarianism wrapped with a few jokes. See, see that's funny because I'm the opposite. <laughs> right? <laughs> Where I just have dick jokes. And yeah. like, when I'm at libertarian events, sometimes I'll throw in crowd work libertarian jokes because that that's just you, what you Knowing do as a comic. Audience. Right. Sure. That's what you do as a comic for any event. Like, if you're at like a puppy event, you're gonna make puppy like that's just what you do like to make right. the crowd be like oh this guy is cool whatever so like I I I, I busted Joe Jorgens's balls at the last event I did uh, at the Delaware convention I was at, I did Delaware convention and like I was talking about the PA convention where we were doing comedy and she was just doing like a meet and greet <laughs> next to us during the show and I'm like hey man get out of here <laughs> like get the fuck out of here like go in the hallway and do this you had your time you fucking bitch like he's just doing this loud meeting is wild but like they would get that like the delaware guys got that right but like obviously like yeah, i can't no. just tell that joke at like a fucking new york audience <laughs> if you're like who the fuck's joe jorgensen like uh, yeah it's just for you guys like no but i like i just think i remember the first time i ever saw dave and i actually don't know if i've told dave this story but i should at some point 
Um, he was playing at Porkfest, and I'd never actually sat through one of the comedy things at Porkfest before. I'd always had better things to do or take or go look at in the woods. Um, but like before Dave's stand up that night at Porkfest, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go to stand up tonight, and I'm gonna take a lot of LSD right before I go. Okay. And I was with a few friends, and among the group of friends at that time was Nick Sarwark. Um, who was had not taken drugs with me, uh, but he had uh, gone out of his way to spend like a whole hour leading up to the comedy set just making jokes to tell my friend whose first time ever it was on acid that he was going to have a bad time. It's like, you're in variety. It was terrible. Nick was a dick, but I thought it was hilarious. And we're sitting in Dave's show the whole time. And all I could think was that like Nick was laughing so hard. Nick Sarwark thought Dave like was laughing as if Dave's stand-up was the funniest thing in the world. And it was just so annoying while I was high. And I just remember looking at him like, I don't find this funny at all. And I'm on acid. Like, how bad is this that I can't find it funny while I'm on acid? Like, dude, and- I, I, I gotta be honest with you, it's, it's, it is some of like the, as a comic, it's like the most hurtful thing that you can be told is like, hey man, I don't find you funny. It's like, you don't have to say that. <laughs> you can just, <laughs> you can just well, say no, nothing. <laughs> I, I like, I don't know. Was it the acid? Was it the Nick Sarwark laughing? Was it the weird thing that Nick Sarwark actually thought he was funny? That's just kind of weird. It is weird. Like, but because like, like here's the thing i'm not like some delusional asshole who's like i understand like you don't have to think i'm funny i understand comedy is subjective it's not for everybody i understand some people fucking really think i'm funny some people fucking think i'm i'm fucking awful i get that that's how comedy is right like i don't think any i think eddie murphy sucks and most people would be like you're crazy i understand but i understand like his talent right and robin williams was a brilliant genius who will miss forever yeah <laughs> yeah like like th- th- there's like i could differentiate i could look at again i could look at comics i don't like who are good who are quote unquote like you know revered and i could be like yeah. not for me but i understand why they like them but then you go like dave chappelle oh i love dave chappelle i think he's great <laughs> but like but like there's uh i feel like though the average person or the non-comic fan or non-comic they might ne- not necessarily like understand that difference so they'll just come up to be like, I don't like you. And I'm like, ah, I just hurt my feelings. <laughs> like, you, know, you don't have to say that. Because <laughs> that's like, like a wild thing to say to me. <laughs> I love, I, I do find, Dave Chappelle, I think a lot of Dave Chappelle's like allures in his delivery of other people's jokes. Um, because what I have noticed is that I've thoroughly enjoyed every Dave Chappelle special I've watched. I found them incredible. But then like within a week of each one coming out, there's a YouTube documentary showing all the people who did the joke first that Dave Chappelle took them from. And they're like, not even like nobody's like locals. Like sometimes it's big name act acts that he just ripped. I, joke I never off. heard of Chappelle being a joke thief though. I'll send you the last one. I saw it. Was I said, just, yeah. Show me that. Cause that's interesting. Yeah. It's super interesting. Cause like, that's yeah. like, especially that's the number one comic rule, right? Is like, right. you don't steal other material. Uh, I mean, obviously we know like, dude, Rob Williams was by the way, a joke thief. Like, like I'm saying, like there. Are, no, I know there are there. Not I don't believe in it. intellectual property. Like, <laughs> I'm a libertarian. I mean, if you guys have watched the banner, if you guys are interested in joining the uh, insurrection, the production team over on Patreon, you can join one of our great friends, Stefan Casella, the 
OG of OGs who hates intellectual property over on the Patreon. So. By the way, <laughs> I think that's the only thing he's good on. Otherwise, he's a fucking fat loser nerd. He's a little... F- I hate Kinsella. <laughs> well, I don't I like actually, him. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy it. It's kind of funny. Um, my One of my first ever interactions with Stefan Kinsella, I remember. Um, and I don't think he remembers, or I don't think he realizes it was me that, that, that was with at the time. He was speaking at a Liberty Forum up here in New Hampshire. And we had a big banquet dinner, and like he's walking around, he's like, "There's an empty seat at the table." I'm like, "Yeah, come sit with us." And uh, somebody else then comes, "Is this an empty seat?" Oh no, we're saving that seat for somebody. Um, and Stephanie says, "Like confused, but who's saving the seat for?" And, like twenty minutes later, Vermin Supreme shows up to crash the party. Uh, this is back when he was cool. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, he sucks too. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, because he was he crashed Liberty Forum to release his dental records. And man, Donald Trump released his dental records. It was actually a funny little bit. He actually brought his x-rays and handed out copies of his x-rays to all the media. Uh, um, but he sits down with us. The Kinsella just went on a tear. But you unwashed hippie piece of shit. Fuck you. I'm like, okay, this is happening. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you why I don't like Kinsella. Because he he talks down to people. Like he thinks he's better than. And like there was this Twitter interaction where he was talking down and i i jumped because he was being i i I cannot even remember i'm blocked by him now i can't remember what it was but he was being a fucking cunt and i was like you don't get to look the way you do and talk like that to other men like it was just very like it was a very annoying thing and there's that that's a thing that's a pet peeve thing of mine where it's like i'm all for debate and fucking, you know, back and forth and sure. shit. But like, once you start to talk like degrading to me, I'm like, oh, I'll fuck you up. Like, this is no more anymore about like libertarian philosophy or natural. I'm like, no, no, now it's two men talking shit, and I know how to fight, and you're a little chubby, fucking nothing. Don't forget well, that. Like, I'll fucking shit up. Like, fuck everything else now. Like, and that's I, that's a I, I talk down to people all the time, and like, I think I'm you're a like big a- dude. You can. <laughs> you see like, where I'm going with this, bud? It, it comes to, like, and like I, I don't believe in the punch up versus punch down mentality. If I'm gonna throw a punch, it, it as long as it hits something. I just don't want to throw a punch and miss. And if that means I have to punch down to punch to throw it, I'll throw it down. I'm not but, against punching. No, no, this isn't a, this isn't a punch up punch down argument. This is like this is an argument of like uh, every. It's two men talking, and then everything else falls to the wayside eventually. When it's like, if I see you in person. I'm going to fuck your shit up. Like, right. that's Sometimes it. you just need an argument to get through the day. Like I've had days where I've been bored and mindless and like numbed by reality. And I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I need something to do to occupy myself. Let's pick a fight with a stranger on Twitter. Let's do this. Like, let's go after a brand today. Um, I got mad on my way to work <laughs> the other friend. day. I, I got mad on my way to work today. I stopped at Dunkin' Donuts. I ordered a bagel and a coffee, and the girl gives me my bagel with the cream cheese on the side. And I just sat there in the drive-thru. Petty, I parked to put the cream cheese on the bagel and blocked up the whole drive-thru and said, fuck <laughs> you. And then sent a tweet to Dunkin' Donuts and was saying, like, listen, I'm sorry, but I don't think your employees deserve a living wage if they're too lazy to put cream cheese on a goddamn bagel in the drive-thru. I don't agree with it. I, I don't disagree with anything you're saying, by the way. <laughs> I changed Dunkin' Donuts' corporate policy. Like that tweet got enough traction that Dunkin' Donuts was in my DMs within the hour, offering me free coffee for a month and changing corporate policy. That's gr- okay. Well, then, okay, can you do this for me then? Send out this tweet. Uh, I uh, did an on the go order, and I just get uh, a regular uh, cappuccino, and I got a. Uh, I ordered a uh, chocolate chip uh, muffin, and I show up, and. You know it's bad when like the guy looks at you and is like, "Are you Adam?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, it's can't be." <laughs> like you guys are waiting for me to come in here. Like that sounds fucked up. 
And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, hey, man, uh, we're at a chocolate chip muffin. So I, I just gave you a chocolate donut. I was like, oh, those two things aren't close to the same. <laughs> so it was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't know why you thought that was an acceptable thing <laughs> to do. And I was like, okay, cool. And there are other muffins. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, that probably would have been blueberry. Would have been like a closer go to, right? Yeah, <laughs> a closer leap, <laughs> like another muffin in the same family. None of chocolate. Chuck- I'm like, you guys don't deserve fifty dollars an hour for sure. Like, you don't deserve eight ninety five plus tips. Yeah, it was, it was, it was just blown away. He was like, ah, it's a reason chocolate donut, right? He's like, like he was like, yeah, like I did it. <laughs> so, I was like, you did it. Like, not everyone deserves a living wage, but like, and not everyone deserves to be treated nicely on Twitter. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you. I think Stefan so is a great guy. He's he's like, just don't engage him on things you don't want him to engage him on. Just like yeah. stick to IP. Yeah, he's great on that, and I think he sucks and everything else. <laughs> That's what I think. See, you can tell him. <laughs> Which is like, I think Roman Supreme is great on like ending the war, and I just won't uh, acknowledge his opinions on anything else. I think he, I think he's a detriment. I've said this before publicly. I think he's a detriment to like just the party and stuff because like people, the it's party, like, yes, a, the he, movement less so. Like, I thought sure. he was a huge asset to the liberty movement when he was doing rogue shit. With sure, I agree with I agree with that. Party. But I think now him now, I think he's just yeah. a fucking unfunny cunt, honestly, and like he thinks he's like witty. And he's not <laughs> like he's just unfunny. I'm telling, I whatever. I'm biased. Whatever. I, he's unfunny. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of hard to be unfunny in today's a political climate as well. Yeah. Like, so, what does it say about him? <laughs> with material just kind of raining down, like, like, oh my god, how does this? How does somebody not have a joke to make when you have Joe Biden being scared of the Easter Bunny? Yeah, oh yeah, it's just hilarious. Like, like my favorite comment, it was Clint had the comment, he put this on Twitter, when you realize that a heroic dose of LSD and uh, permanent state of dementia is a very thin line. <laughs> hey, you know, actually, you know what? I'm still going to provide it now. That's a good point. If, <laughs> if, if you were fucking cracked out, either by drugs or just naturally cracked out, and you saw giant Easter bunnies walking around, you'd be like, yo, what are so- right now? Here's here's what makes it even better. Did you hear the story behind the Easter Bunny stunt? No. All right. They're having the big Easter egg hunt on the South yeah. Lawn at the White House like they mm-hmm. do every year. Big freaking docks and parade nonsense. Yeah. Um, Biden's working the rope line, talking to people, like shaking hands, kissing babies, thing like you're supposed to do if you're in that position. And he gets some woman strikes him up in conversation because she starts asking him questions and well, Biden being Biden, not knowing how to not answer questions just starts answering questions. And she started apparently asking him about sensitive details regarding uh, troop policy in Afghanistan after the withdrawal. And he started to answer her and just started to say shit about uh, intelligence and troop uh, operations in Afghanistan. And the, bunny the person dressed as a bunny happened to be somebody from the press department at the white house was trying to get his attention like stop no you're not allowed to talk and shepherd and pushed him away from the line that's so funny i thought you were gonna say it was a secret service agent in the bunny costume no he just fucking tackled the reporter (laughs) that was awesome (laughs) well like the bunny jumped up between biden and the woman said started waving her hands in his face and saying you can't talk about this go that's so funny, dude. You're probably like, oh, giant Easter Bunny. Punch. <laughs> like it lays out the Easter Bunny. That might have been the only thing that would make it better. Imagine Joe Biden trying to punch the Easter Bunny. 
Dude, I yeah, I could see that. I could hundred percent see him having a moment and just fucking double like takedowning in an Easter money or trying to. As an old man. No and I'd be more surprised if he tried to sniff it. Oh well, no, no, I'd be less surprised. That sounds like his his usual go to. This is what he does. (laughs) It's it's just like the fact that the White House had to dress a press correspondent in as an Easter bunny just to get close to Biden because the press staff knew that he would leak information to just randoms at the rope line if there wasn't someone yeah, that, there that's babysitting the him. Tale. They're like, you have to physically dress like a rabbit <laughs> and just follow him around and just and just throw eggs if you have to. I don't know. Just figure it out. Like, <laughs> Just don't let him talk about Iraq or Afghanistan, please. Like, And it makes me wonder, like, what were they trying to cover up? <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> what were they trying to cover up? Like, I feel, I, I, I honestly think, like, there could be a net benefit to a Biden presidency. And one of the biggest benefits of the Trump presidency was the fact that it was so goddamn hilarious, but also so transparent. Like there was not a single moment of any given day that we did not know the president's mood. Yeah. We did not know what Trump was thinking or feeling. And that was like really reassuring. And like the day that Trump got banned from Twitter, like he still had like a few weeks left as president. Right. Um. Or and, and, and like they banned him from Twitter, and like you could feel like the heartbeat of the entire world just stop and like switch to panic mode. Like, well, now we don't know. Like, now we don't know what the guy with the nukes is thinking. Right. Like, <laughs> at least before we knew what he was thinking, it Dude, was terrible, horrifying, he, scary shit. But we knew what it was. He, like, I wish <laughs> they just made Biden give his own press briefing every morning. Dude, he's probably just thinking of peeps jumping over a fence, dude. That's what he's thinking of, like all the time. Like, not he's not thinking of new coats. He has no idea what the fuck's going on. Did you hear uh, when uh, after you gave that speech, uh, Jill was like, "Wave." Did you see that? No. His wife, yeah, like they were on the balcony, whatever the fuck, and like they were all waving, and he's just like staring out, and she's like, "Wave." Cause they, the mic was still kind of hot. So, uh, fucking goddamn, I hate them. I hate Dave Brady. Dave Brady in the chat says Adam's not funny. That is all. The road to Providence has some issues. Uh, how dare he? But, no, do you imagine how great it would be if Biden just was forced to give his own press briefing every morning? Oh, it's yeah. Why are they doing like giving those briefings like uh, like at, on those stages? Isn't that weird? You ever yeah. see like those the pictures of like they got a social distance, man. It's so weird. It's so fucking weird. Like it's like it's like again. It's it's funny watching the entire corporate press go after a president to go from that to covering for a president. It's like a complete one eighty. There was zero <laughs> middle ground. It is such a it was such a hard flop where like you saw it in real time. You're like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, especially when they had to do their 180 on COVID stuff, like shit they went after Trump for. They didn't right. have to defend saying, ah, no, no, the turns, the science changed. Oh yeah, uh, Trump when, when Trump when, when Trump banned the the China the, the travel, and then yeah. Biden banned travel, and like, no, you understand, it was imperative. Now, yeah. <laughs> now it's not right. It can't be racist if we guy. I don't know if you know this, but we're Democrats. So, speaking of racist. Democrats, oh, Democrats and their love and stuff. The uh, one one other. Uh, Oh, important thing we we didn't even cover yet. I, I don't know how we forgot about this. Happy Waco Day! Oh, <laughs> Happy Murder Day! Yay! It's the 29th anniversary of the United States federal government murdering 54 men, women, and children for the charge of mistreating the children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but <laughs> by the way, like the whole Waco thing. It's like it's it, it's such a good example of like uh, 
obviously not trusting. not trusting government and all that shit. But also, like Kokesh was fucking kid. So like, you know, not a great <laughs> Koresh. Oh, Kakesh, Jesus Christ, sorry. Uh, Koresh. Koresh, Koresh sorry. Kakesh twice. So I did say Kakesh. I'm so Koresh, sorry. Koresh. David Koresh, sorry, was banging kids. And it's like, yeah, it's not great. <laughs> so that's always not a great example and within the example. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I wish he wasn't. It would have been so much better. I mean, how old were they, though? Were they actually kids they were, or were they I the mean, same I, age as Tom Woods' girlfriend? <laughs> That counts as kids. <laughs> so what? 15 counts for me. I don't know. This is me. Uh, I think they were like around the teens, though, but still not cool. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so cool when Tom Woods does it, though. Hey, you know, I was out of that, too. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I, I, I think out of that, out of the out of the Kakesh stuff, I was out of the Tom Woods stuff. I was out of all that stuff. All right. All I'm saying is if you bang a 15 year old, not cool. <laughs> Not cool, but like wood chippers should be privatized. They shouldn't be an arm of the government. The ATF should be nothing more than a convenience store. Yeah, but don't bang 15-year-olds. <laughs> I'm just going to clarify. Uh, even banging a 15-year-old doesn't mean you deserve to have your entire compound burned to the ground. So war no, no, no. That, that's, selfies that, with the that's my point. After. That's, that's 100% my point. It yeah. was like, it's such a good, bad example of like something that should have been such an obvious, but then it's fucking, you know, Nobody talks about that anyway. It's wild how like no one cares about that. Like again, the average person is like, "Oh yeah, Waco is a thing that happened." It's like, yeah, but like you can see the skeleton of children in like photos. Like this is bothering you guys. <laughs> you can see selfies taken by people who yeah. would later be nominated to be director of the ATF, uh, posing gloriously. I heard that wasn't. I heard, I heard that wasn't him. Uh, he was involved in the operation. Does it really fucking matter? No, if it doesn't. Selfie? Not really. Like, <laughs> it's, right. it's like we're back yeah. to the whole fake fabricated news yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. If like the underlying point makes a point that's accurate, yeah, you're does right. it matter if it's fake or not? No, because he, really, he was there, so it's irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. Like he was it's like, oh, sorry, he wasn't doing the shout out pose on the bodies. Like he was still there. Like who gives a fuck? Yeah. Right. It, it's like, it's like, I, I don't care if that particular person on Reddit wasn't force feeding their kid right. hormones. It's a point. If somebody is, they should be called out for it. Right. And I don't care that David Shipman wasn't the one posing for a selfie in the wreckage of Waco's burning bodies. His employees were. And he was in yeah. the vicinity when it was happening. Dude, that's allowed such a, that's it to such a wild fucking... Imagine being like, yo, get, get a shot of this. And then, like, get a shot of this. And he's like... <laughs> like, at this pose. No, like, like... Honestly, like, the crazy part is, like, since World War II, do you know how the majority of war crimes have ended up being discovered and prosecuted? Uh, because we put them out ourselves. We took selfies. Yeah. Like, Abu Ghraib? Abu Ghraib was all selfies of the yeah. people doing it. Like, with the exception of the ones Chelsea Manning released when she had right. footage and stole footage. Right. Everything else was released by the people who did the war yeah, crimes because they were bragging about it. Never, yeah, that's why people don't film your crimes, stupid. Like, don't right. ever film your crimes. And also, if you're gonna commit felonies or treasonous things or anything major, make sure the people you're dealing with will die with that secret. Right. <laughs> like, well, the like, worst was like, and I get it, like a lot of the, these kids, like they're they're like southern kids, they're like strong patriotic backgrounds. They've been brainwashed by the military. They think they're doing the right thing for America when they're committing these war crimes, and they think their friends and family are going to be proud of them for doing them. What about the Marines that posted the video of them punting puppies off a cliff? Nobody likes punting puppies off a fucking cliff. 
No, right. It's like I want to. I want you to die. Actually, <laughs> like, like if I, I do, I get violently angry when like I hear like uh like animal deaths and shit like like uh, people killing animals because I'm like they can't defend themselves. Like they're right. it's a poor like we have a we have a little a, a a little dog, you know what I'm saying? And like if someone just hurt our dog, like I'd be furious. Like I, he's a little, he's a little defenseless animal. Like imagine just some grown adult just smashing some fucking like seal skull in with the hammer, and being, and being like, "That's cool, right?" And like you not wanting that guy to die. I, I just, I just get so it's, it's like, it's like, it's, it's, it's the same thing with kids, right? It's like the same. It's like they can't protect themselves. So it's like we should, as adult men, especially living in society, we should be the protectors of things that can't defend themselves. So I just get very, it's, it's a very, very violent pet peeve. I get, I, I get. I, I, no, I think I get it, but like it also goes back to like the women's place on the battlefield because the men have these compulsions. Yeah, it's not that a woman is not uh, able to handle herself on the battlefield. I know I've known plenty of women in the military who are more capable than a lot of the men I knew in the military. It's the fact that I don't know many or very many men who could handle a woman being on the battlefield without being willing to throw away the mission to save the woman well yeah that's is it wasn't that also like the reason for the gay thing initially no the gay thing was just um pure and utter propaganda like hatred of gays like that was straight oh, okay. up homophobia like man there have been gays serving in the military since ancient rome and it's never uh, been a problem okay because no i i thought it was uh i thought it was like that was also the reason i really did i thought it was like the like if it was if you had two openly gay dudes like you know like uh just loving each other, they'd be like, like, no, Billy. And like, you know, I thought that was like the reason, or one of the reasons anyway, not not also for the other, and other stuff, not just that. <laughs> no, okay. no, that's, and that's one of the points that I think uh, with Jeremy Kaufman's War is Gay video glossed over. Um, and I, I think a lot of people missed a lot of the points being made in the video when it was just got clouded up in outrage and the hundreds of thousands of people that were offended by it on Twitter. Yeah. Um, is it, one of the most brilliant, like, subterfugal marketing pieces i've ever seen because like he's talking about war is gay but like the reality is look at the history of uh gender politics in the american military industrial complex just since like the 1960s like and the evolution of how the gay gender politics like wing of leftism has taken over even the military industrial complex um like we, we talk about them getting yeah. mad at me on twitter for making a, a joke about child abuse um, they've taken over the military industrial complex over the last 50 years. Like during Vietnam, if there was any hint you were gay, you were discharged and kicked out of the army. And so people were using that as a draft dodging technique just by claiming to be gay yeah. and getting out of service in the military. But then you end up going with don't ask, don't tell, um, to the point where like Obama repealed don't ask, don't tell, and gays could openly serve in the military to now like the U.S. military is openly running ads trying to recruit LGBTQ yeah. people because there's a diversity quota within the armed forces now. And, like, we can't go to war unless we have enough <laughs> gender queer drone pilots to support the infrastructure. Dude, I, uh, uh, two, three weeks ago, maybe, I don't know, there was, like, trans... Activision Day, Act, not Activision Day. That's a video game company. <laughs> like, uh, it was like Trans Day or something. So, so I don't remember what it is. I'm sorry, but like, um, the Air Force was like, like we're proud to show like Colonel So and So, like, uh, for who's our for openly trans. Uh, first of all, I love Jacob. That's his bit I do with Jacob and I. Jacob and I love each other. That's a bit we do. We open we openly hate each other on Twitter. as a bit. We love each other. It's a joke. Uh, <laughs> um. 
but uh and i was like i remember quote tweeting the air force was tweeting me and like you know like what, what this is really saying is we don't care who you fuck what you cut off or not as long as you like to bomb innocent brown babies overseas we're cool with what you like yep. that's all they care about it's like you you want to kill indiscriminately and not question it come on over <laughs> <laughs> that's it, it, it's the new age of military and the reality is like it is a cover-up, and it's the greatest cover-up in history because the military grasping onto these gender politics with minority quotas for military units and um, minor and minority hiring, uh, diversity hiring requirements for military contractors, and like ganging up the war machine. Like as a result, is it distracts people from the fact that the war machine is spending trillions of dollars of their hard-earned tax money that's stolen from them every year to kill innocent people around the world. Like, it's a distraction, and it's the most effective distraction in history, and it's the most necessary distraction the U.S. government's ever grasped onto, because what they did is they took a subversive, underground minority rights movement and co-opted it to further the agenda of the military-industrial complex and global mm-hmm. domination. Yeah, it's pretty pretty br- br- brilliant. It, like, it's, like, it's, it's, like, it's like Dave Smith says all the time, and... You know, people are like, well, Dave, if you ever run, you know, people will pull videos of you on skanks, your comedy, and be like, you know, and, he, and his, you know, and he's right in what he says. He's like, well, those are just jokes, and I'll point out true crime. And he's right. But what I always go is, yeah, but Dave, no one cares about the truth. They're they're no. just going to latch on to the things you said. And, and, like, yes, I agree with you, and you are uh, – he's 100% right in what he – again, in the ide- ideology behind that. And that's how it should be. We all agree with that, that the jokes don't matter. It should be, oh, let's track where the killing is and where the money is. And But it's not, unfortunately, because they just like the left did a brilliant culture grab with culture. I can't speak tonight. Culture grab with Hollywood, which I always say, like they snuck in to Hollywood because the right always looked at Hollywood and entertainment as fucking dumb. Like, oh, it's not important. It's who gives a shit. And the left was like, thank you. We got it. And then they're like, <laughs> we're going to push our agenda through. And you guys are fucking way behind that curve now. No chance you're getting in. And there right. isn't. They're out forever. And now they're they're trying to fight back, right? You Now you see, like, right-wing conservative, like, the blaze trying to make, like, media companies. I'm like, yeah, you're doing fine, but you're not really. Like, you, it's it's too late. Like, you guys fucking lost. <laughs> like, you lost that. We, as middles, you know, libertarians lost that shit. Like, it's fully left. So I'll tell you who can make a comeback. And there, there's low-hanging fruit out there. Um Metro Golden owns the rights to this movie, but I think whoever comes up with a high-value production remake of Logan's Run, and I'm not talking like a reboot. I'm not talking like Rian Johnson reimagining or fucking Star Wars reboot, Star Trek reboot level like redo. I'm talking you do a shot-for-shot, scene-for-scene, stick-to-the-script remake of Logan's Run and just use updated graphics and CGI to make it a good movie. Whoever does that is going to take back sci-fi from the left. Why do you think so? Because it's one of the most libertarian movies ever made. Sure. It's one of the best scripts and best stories ever told in film. And it just had terrible production values. Everyone forgot it ever happened. I, yeah, but dude, I mean, you think one movie is going to wake up that many fucking uh, well-read made movies? going to wake up that many people in the Absolutely. Middle? I don't know, dude. I think that, I mean, I, but that one movie isn't going to outweigh all of Hollywood's power and money. No, but it's going to get somebody else a foot in the door. If they can take the chance to do it. Now, I, I do know somebody who's currently working on trying to remake Atlas Shrugged and the Fountainhead. Um, problem is, they're going to be branded as Atlas Shrugged and the Fountainhead. So nobody's going to fucking watch him who's not already a libertarian. Yeah, right. 
What? Yeah. That's the problem with a lot of that stuff, though, right? Is yeah. like, it, it is like, I, I don't know. No one knows that shit but us. And like, how, and we're already trying to put out more to the mainstream outright. And it's already, we already see that how hard that is. So it's like, you want to watch this movie? No. <laughs> the average person like, no, I don't at all want to watch an hour and a half movie about that. That's the problem. I think Logan's Run would be cool. Logan's Run would be great. And uh, anybody who's a fan of Logan's Run, I just break their heart when I point out that Logan's Run came out the same year as Star Wars and New Hope. Um, wow. So 70 uh, fucking what, one. Right. But just compare the production value and special effects next to each other. Oh, yeah. It's right. Yeah. yeah. Then Logan's well, Run, you can see the wires. It's a- <laughs> All right. it has been fun it has been a great conversation i'm looking forward to you coming up to the show uh give your plug one last time where can everybody get tickets where can everybody find more about you yeah man uh yep yeah, on the screen so everybody watching go to there drop tent.com slash events for tickets april 30th is the is again that's what uh just talking about up in new hampshire at the shell in rollinsford which is right next to portsmouth i believe right so it's like right there i think 20 so. minutes you're right on yeah, the yeah. coast next to uh, Maine. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So come on out April 30th, one show, 8 p.m. Again, it's me, myself, and I have my four buddies with me. So it's going to be a fucking great time. I promise you it's going to be a killer show. Uh, everyone's going to laugh. You guys are going to love it. Um, coming out to that. And then, again, I'm on the road and also PA a lot. So just check me out uh, on my social media, at, at another on Twitter, on Instagram. And, again, I have a bunch of shows in May, too. But all I really give a shit right now about <laughs> is April 30th. Come on out. Go buy your tickets. Drop your first time in New Hampshire? Events. Yeah, my first time in New Hampshire. You going back think... up for Porkfest this summer? It's taught we're talking about it. Yeah, it's in the works. We're, maybe if, if, right. if, if the comedy thing happens, I'm coming up. Yeah, right. yeah. So everybody coming out. Everybody <laughs> oh, go, it. go listen to the Porcupine. Go listen to Cult of Us. Sorry, YouTube.com/slash/AdamNutter. YouTube.com/slash/Cult of Us. Right, everybody, give Adam a follow. Check out Drop Events. Drop slash events Get your tickets. Um, I'm looking forward to it. If you're in New England, if you're in Southern Maine, anywhere in New Hampshire or Massachusetts. Just come out to the show. It's a great time. It, it's a day trip. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. I know I'm going to go shooting that afternoon with some friends. We should link up, see what time you're actually getting in town before the show. Oh, we're getting we're getting there like like five or six. Oh, we've I got know. machine guns. I, I, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a six hour it's a six hour drive for us. I know. And, and, and like we we weren't going to come Friday because like nah. So we I was like oh, we're we live at nine. It's like still we're getting up there like fucking five. <laughs> Hey, well, until next time, everybody, be free. Thanks again for tuning in and joining us tonight. Make sure you hit that like button and leave a comment below to let us know your thoughts. If you haven't subscribed, go ahead and hit that big red subscribe button on YouTube and turn on notifications to get alerted every time we go live. If you enjoyed this content, you can join our production team on Patreon by following the link in the description. And don't forget to follow on social media and join our community Discord channel by following the links in the description as well. The best part of all of this is the community that we're building and growing. So go ahead and join us. And thanks once again to our awesome sponsors and patrons for making all of this possible. And if you can't catch the show live, you can always catch it the next day on YouTube, Odyssey, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, and wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. So until next time, everybody, be free.